Do you have uh, much to prepare before you go to the north? No, no, not today. Um, I have a few meetings and things this morning, and then um, at lunchtime I'll head over to the airport, mm -hmm. um, and I'll just take a, one, one of our charter flights up to site. And um, yeah, our diamond mine is 300 kilometers northeast of Yellowknife. Yeah. So not quite in the Arctic. It's, it's technically the subarctic, but mm -hmm. uh, it's freezing cold right there. There right now, everything's breaking. Equipment's down. Oh geez. Uh, but that's just uh, part of operating in the north. So <laughs> it's freezing cold in Calgary right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. I hope you packed enough uh, warm clothes and uh, a tears too. I did. Yeah. 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 For sure. And I mean, I'm not going to spend a lot of time outside. <laughs> Shocking, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I'll be uh, in the offices and accommodations area and stuff like that. So there's there's always a ton of things to do with um, just you know things going on with employees and uh, lots of like meetings and relationship building and supporting leaders on site. And yeah. So it's it's exciting, and our camp is awesome. It has like. Lots of amenities, full gymnasium, movie theater, music room. Oh, wow, yeah. Tons of stuff. So it's amazing. Yeah. Are you hiring? It sounds like you're you're posting a that <laughs> here. <laughs> Am I sponsored? <laughs> well, we we actually do have several vacancies. <laughs> so, <laughs> check out our website, arcticcanadian.ca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long is your yeah. shift? Uh, I'm gonna I'm going out for a week. So yeah, I'm not I'm not on a rotation. I just uh, head up to site kind of every few months, and uh, of course it is reading week. And so, mm -hmm. since I have been in the program, basically every um, break or reading week or Christmas yeah. break or or whatever, I head up north. So I haven't really had I a break. Yeah. <laughs> so Never yeah, really felt like a break because we don't have that. unless you're taking a week off from work. We're not really having that break, right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. And so you decide when to go up to the north yes. yourself. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of different flights and stuff, so I can just kind of set it up when it works. And, and then I try and organize um, some events and things while I'm there. Like I'll do an HR open house, for example. Yeah. And like, um, yeah, just so I just set things up and yeah, it's good. Since you like outdoors, activities so much do you ever take your like skis up i don't know how hilly it is or like, cross-country skis no snowshoes no no it's um so yeah because it's like a, a work site mm -hmm. you can't really just kind of go out uh, to touring yeah. yeah there's a lot of wildlife up there mm -hmm. and we do everything we can to not interrupt yeah, the, of course. the wildlife patterns and stuff and so yeah lots of grizzly bears mm -hmm. Wolverines, mm -hmm. foxes, Wolverines. Oh, <laughs> like there's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's a lot of wildlife, so it, it, I wouldn't feel safe yeah. going out uh, exploring. For sure. That's, uh, I don't know, pretty weird to hear from you. If Suzanne doesn't feel safe to go exploring, <laughs> that means it's really dangerous. <laughs> yeah. It's a very wild area. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, in this area, you can go climb mountains, and yeah. you know, there's lots of trail systems that uh, that I, I think, like, because animals become adapted to the different path pathways and stuff like that, and so they know where yeah. people hike and then stuff. Like that. So, um, I feel much more safe adventuring even by myself in this area compared yeah, to for sure. Um, I 
few I follow you on Instagram. I feel you've been pretty much out every weekend. Oh yeah, no, yeah. it's like that's part of the routine. It's yeah. like you, like I personally, I have to get outside. Basically, every every weekend, like at least once a week, I need to be in the mountains or yeah, um, yeah. It's like a, just part of my lifestyle is to get out there a lot, uh, run outside for sure climb mountains, biking, you know, whatever. Yeah, it's a super healthy and active lifestyle, that's for sure. Um, so just around that topic, I want to ask you, when did you pick up dirt biking? <laughs> um, actually, I was 24, which is mm. kind of like an older time frame. Like, there's a lot of people in dirt biking and mm -hmm. motocross mm -hmm. who started when they were kids, like three, four, five, six years old. Yeah. And, um, yeah, no, for me, actually, I moved to, I'm from Edmonton, but um, at the time I had been living in downtown Toronto, mm -hmm. and so I moved to Calgary at, to go back to university and um, to do my undergrad, and I just, yeah, I just wanted to get into a new sport, and so it's actually kind of funny how it all happened. I, um, I noticed a lot of dirt bikes in the back of trucks around town and I was yeah. like I was like oh that sounds like that'd be so much fun like I had uh, lived in Utah previously and like I did a lot of mountain biking and um, snowboarding and stuff and anyway so I saw all these dirt bikes and I, I called my cousin who lives uh, on Vancouver Island and I knew that he was into dirt biking so I gave him a call and I was like oh like I just moved to Calgary and I I need to get into a new sport and and um, I'm thinking about getting a dirt bike and like what do you think about it and he was like yeah absolutely like you should go to this Blackfoot motocross track in Calgary and like just go check it out and anyway like the stars aligned that yeah. day and I went to the track it turned out that like the Can the top Canadian motocross team was there that mm -hmm. day I ended up meeting all of them That's cool. um, ended up meeting the owners of Blackfoot Motorsports, which is a dealership in town here, yeah. which then eventually led to me working there oh, okay. <laughs> and, getting, and getting a Did a you get dirt a dirt bike, bike for free? <laughs> Not free, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but I, I jumped oh. right into racing right away. Oh, and, wow. um, and so, yeah, um, I did a ton of volunteer work, um, did like guided rides. I started writing for dirt bike magazines. I, like I completely just like dove into it and crazy. Um, became like a sponsored racer and, yeah. and stuff like that. So, and, so yeah. like arguably that, that was a professional career, right? Um, kind of. Not, or like, did you, have you ever considered that? You know what, that's, uh, there's not a ton of money to be made <laughs> in that sport in terms yeah, of career, be partly because the sport just costs so much money. It's, mm -hmm. It is a very expensive sport. So um, even just to, to work in the industry and have like, you know, the sponsorships or the help of sponsors to be able to get to races and get in, and the equipment and, and um, gear and stuff like that, to have that uh, help is huge. And so, um, yeah, so like during those years, though, like during my undergrad, every weekend I was racing and during the week like riding multiple times and like it was just like the whole lifestyle it's uh it's so much fun it's, yeah it's a really tight community and lots of good people that's um really exciting I'm I'm a little chicken when thinking of a sport like that but I'm I really admire you for admire you for that just it's really 
you you gotta have so much courage and you you gotta do super adventurous and and brave to do that yeah you know what though you thank you thanks so much but you know what it it is actually a sport for everyone um, at this point, <laughs> not for me. Yeah, no. Like at this point, there are five women's classes, like right from ladies pro down to ladies beginner, and so it's all about getting the like a bike and getting the right equipment that uh, is the right size for you and kind of the right power for you, and so you know, um, and riding the type of terrain that makes sense for your skill level. Uh, and go back to Regina, Saskatchewan, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's so. I, I feel like I should get you on a bike sometime. We, uh, we can make this happen. This, <laughs> that would be a ton of fun. Sure. Yeah. Do you think doing all these outdoor activities, being so adventurous, change you as a person or change your brain a little bit? Somewhat? Yeah, like, um, I mean, definitely. You know, I'm not going to try and quote any like academic papers because, <laughs> but, I, but there have there are studies about you yeah. know what uh, outside time and mountain time mm-hmm. what, what it does to a person, and um, so yeah for for sure for me I think that um, just spending time outside and in the mountains particularly mm-hmm. it just really helps to um, helps me to see things in perspective and for me to it helps me to just see that you know there's like kind of like a greater plan mm-hmm. and that I'm just a small piece of this like plan and that yeah. um and that yeah it's like some some of the things that we might get caught up in every day and worried about and things like that like they don't uh they don't really like matter as much when you have a chance to go out into the mountains and put things in perspective and come mm-hmm. back and say you know what I don't need to worry about this or like, you know, maybe I do need to think more about this or like, you know, you have a chance to kind of meditate and prioritize and I love it. That's, that's great. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me, um, the question you asked Jamie, uh, the guest speaker at Glenda's class, you were asking him, uh, I think a particular, I don't know if frustration is the right word for it, is sometimes you have that feeling of you know, when you're indoors, when you're not outdoors, you're you're like, oh, I'm wasting my my life. And so, how have you been coping with that? Yeah, actually. Um, so I remember what you're talking about when um, when I was asking Jamie, kind of about um, it was it, it was kind of to do with the fact that like, he puts these massive adventures together and mm-hmm. like he really challenges himself. And then, and then what happens after that? And he goes mm-hmm. through this period of stagnancy and it's mm-hmm. like, what am I doing with my life? Yeah. And like, I have nothing to work towards. And, and so, yeah, so um, sometimes that can happen when you're just, yes, feeling more indoors or like cooped up and, or just like in general, when you don't have, um, you know, something just really huge to be like going after. Mm-hmm. And actually it's, so it's funny that with that you bring that up because maybe what I could actually talk about with that is um, um, before coming into the MBA program, mm-hmm. uh, like 2019 was a really challenging year for me. And I've talked about this before, like with our group and stuff, like I yeah. got divorced, mm-hmm. I like split up with my ex and we had a company together that I spent over a decade building. 
with him. And um, so like there was just like a ton of stuff that happened during that year. Mm-hmm. Lots of uncertainty. And um, yeah, so it was just like a really challenging time at the end of 2019. Mm-hmm. But like what really happened for me is I was like, you know what? I just need to get back to basics, like get back to my daily routine. Yeah. And just like when you don't know, when you have no idea what to do with yourself mm-hmm. and what steps need to be taken like sometimes you just need to look at your daily routine and Mm -hmm. like figure out what steps can you take in your daily practice to make a change so for me um i set a goal at the end of 2019 to work out 365 times in 2020 oh wow good for you And, and then i also um I got, I got a journal Mm -hmm. and I said like, I'm going to write down my goals every single day for this entire year. Mm -hmm. And, and when I say write my goals, like, I mean, it was, you know, this was like a one minute exercise every day where it was like, I had four or five goals that I knew that I wanted to achieve within the year. And I didn't know exactly what they were going to look like and Mm -hmm. what, um, like there was a couple that were very specific. One of them was to do with getting in the MBA and Mm -hmm. starting that program. Um, One was to do with, you know, how much money I needed to make in order to sustain my household with my two kids as a single parent. Mm -hmm. Um, There were like some, so there were some very specific goals. And so every single day for 2020, Mm -hmm. I wrote down these goals and then I did my workout every day and I had some parameters with that. Like it, you know, had to be at least 20 minutes or like it had to, there was like some, some rules kind of around my physical activity every day. Yeah. And, um, and I just like committed to doing that and those small steps, oh, we have a siren going by, (laughs) (laughs) um, but it's just amazing to me because those small steps like took me from one place Mm -hmm. to another place by the end of the year. And, um, and, and if 2020, as you know, was just the most wild ride year for everyone with COVID and like, you know, there's all these things changing and happening. And, and for me, I was just like, nope, like I have my goals and I have, I have to do my workout every day. And like, those were the things that were just like my lifeline, like just keeping me going. You had a great anchor. Totally. And then by the end of the year, um, everything that I had demanded in those goals Mm -hmm. came to fruition, like even to the penny of how much money I needed to make, <laughs> like wow. everything. And I, and I just really think that is, um, that is something that's so interesting about life. I, like I actually, I read somewhere recently, um, something along the lines of like, you know, people just need to demand more from life mm-hmm. and they will receive everything that they ask for, you know, like you, but you have to like, you have to go out and get it and take those steps. And, it's so challenging sometimes because we just really have no idea where we're going or mm-hmm. what what we're supposed to be doing or you know like um but but it really is about like daily practice and just putting one step one foot in front of the other and climbing that mountain or yeah. you know when you said you have like you have goals for every single day like besides the workout mm-hmm. Did you make up goals for every, like, the 365 days for 2020? Oh, no, they were the same goals. Oh, I see, yeah. Yeah. Goals, like, goals for the year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And at the start of the year, you know, like, I had the one goal that was to do with the MBA and getting Mm -hmm. into that program and just, like, making that happen. Part of it was, like, um, visualizing myself in the program and doing that, but then, of Mm -hmm. course, taking all the steps required and 
the application and going through that whole process. And like, and at first I was like, I have no idea how this is going to work out, how I'm going to afford this, how I'm like, I just have no idea what I'm doing, but for, but I just felt like I really needed to do this. And yeah. I was just very drawn to it. And, and then it has turned out to just be like fantastic. And it's been such a, such an amazing program with so many great people. And it was, so everything fell into place the way that it needed to. And, and then, you know, I changed jobs and yeah. I, um, and yeah, there were some other goals as well in there that, and, but it like, you know, you don't maybe have time every day to like elaborate on all of your goals. So yeah. it really, I had just kind of like a quick, like MBA, mm-hmm. you know, like just like really quick things that I could just write down, have my moment for just kind of visualizing what I was thinking about where I want to go. Yeah. And, um, yeah. That's amazing. You've done a fantastic job just maneuvering the changes from, from 2019 and going through the MBA program as well. You are one of the most confident people I've ever met. And I really admire that because, you know, my personal challenge, biggest challenge is lack of confidence. And so I do not see, you know, you struggle with that at all. So I'm wondering what what was the, did you feel any challenge going through this period just from what you described and, uh, you know, and through the MBA program? What was the biggest challenge for you? Well, that's so interesting that you say that and that you see me that way because I definitely am challenged with confidence and what yeah totally no way. <laughs> yeah totally and and uh yeah so and like you know it probably has like it's rooted in you know different things in childhood or whatever whatever however it turned out um but yeah no I definitely have struggled with confidence and I think a big part of that is um you know just like even in my home life just like having this lack of security, not knowing what's going to happen, not mm-hmm. knowing what's going to, but just like having to like find a way to just hold on to like this program and that there is a plan. Like I talked about that already yeah. with like, there's like a greater plan in mm-hmm. place. And, um, and so, and I, and I really think though, like the, just diving into this program mm-hmm. really, it gave me a lot of confidence because of the framework and, you know, you're so busy with trying to, uh, achieve all of the output required <laughs> to get through the program that there's really not a lot of time to just like, you know, <laughs> suffer <Yeah>. by yourself <laughs> type of thing. Like you have to get out there. And, Absolutely. Uh, but it's interesting to me to hear that you suffer with uh, some of this confidence and confidence issues because like I just see you as, um, a shining star. So oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I uh, suffer from that all the time. Yeah. But you really, you're sounding like a master of self-help because I needed so much I needed so much you can probably write a book with all your little tricks with how you how you handled how you like overcome the challenges along the way it's amazing now I'm hearing having that you know the overarching vision the goal the bigger plan really really is a good anchor for you know just putting one foot in front of the other, just keep going. Mm-hmm. That's that's great. And thank you for sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks to Madsen, and this may surprise you a little, it's not the orange juice question anymore. Um, would you like to have cremation or burial services when you're dead? Um, interesting question. And um, 
I, I would like to be cremated and uh, to have a, a chance for my ashes to be spread yeah like like somewhere (laughs) special yeah totally because like actually i um i sprinkled my dad's ashes in two places Mm -hmm. some on the top of mount rundle Mm -hmm. which is a mountain that we always uh talked about climbing together and never had the chance to and so um yeah so it was really special for me to go up there on um the anniversary of his death and and Mm -hmm. sprinkle some ashes there and then the other portion of ashes I sprinkled at this campground that we went to every summer in the Okanagan uh, when I was growing up and it's like there's just so many great memories there and so yeah yeah so that's I would love to see that same type of thing in the future Aww. for my kids to that warms my heart yeah I I do I do the same thing too. Yeah? yeah I don't want to stay I guess like doesn't really matter to me anymore but I I wouldn't want to be trapped in a little jar or a little box for for the rest of my afterlife <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, so that's interesting. That's your answer. Okay. Yeah. yeah and so um, my family's from Finland. And so mm-hmm. I think it's so interesting um, because like burial is, is like, you know, part of like Finnish culture. Like it, it's, uh, it's kind of changed maybe now, but, mm-hmm. um, but my grandma and grandpa are actually buried on top of each other. Oh, is that part of the culture? Yeah. And, and it's um, about saving space and things oh, like that as okay. well. So, yeah. um, but my grandpa died. 30 years before my grandma or maybe mm-hmm. even 30, 35. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, it's a little tidbit of information. <laughs> yeah. Does it matter who's on top of who? Like, um, Well, I think it would just be who died first. Who died first, yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. I hope there's not a gender thing. Like they'll have to dig up the person. Oh gosh. Like that. <laughs> That'll be too much work. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, you've told us a lot about who you are um, already but I'm still going to ask that question who are you oh sure okay yeah so I am a mother of two amazing boys I am an HR professional I'm an MBA student I'm an athlete a mountain athlete I'd say (laughs) Um, yeah does that sum it up (laughs) no I think that that sums up you're more than that, but that that's a really good, short and uh, sweet summary of who you are. Um, can you tell us one more thing people don't know about you in the cohort? Sure. Um, one more thing. Okay, so today is anti-bullying day. Did you know that? It's Pink Shirt uh, Day? I, I didn't. Yeah, it's and I don't know if you know any history on it, but um, it all started in uh, Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. There were two high school students who noticed that um, one of their um, colleagues or like one of the co-students were, were getting picked on for mm-hmm. wearing a pink shirt. Yeah, and um, and so they decided to take a stand, and they both wore pink shirts, and like mm-hmm. it kind of created this whole um, pink shirt anti-bullying movement um, that's cool so 22nd of february yeah okay okay yeah and actually there's some schools have who have they've turned it into an entire week and like there's you know it's really actually kind of it's gotten a lot of traction and um and so maybe the thing that people didn't know about me is that uh, i was bullied so badly in in elementary school like grade six was the worst oh my gosh i can't imagine that oh man but i also want to shake your hand here because i was also being bullied growing up 
Isn't it the worst? Yeah, like it, it is, is the, the worst. worst. Yeah, I there was just a group of mean girls in the mm-hmm. school who just so many like elementary mean girls. They're the worst. So so brutal. Yeah, and you can't really put a finger on anything because you're still young and, and we're still like comprehending what's going on in the world. Where yeah, you know, just yeah, it was it was absolutely the worst. Just being. Isolated. Um, I think the isolation part is the the worst. Than you know, yeah. like where you know fist fight push me around. Maybe I don't know. I didn't really experience that extreme of a bully, but yeah, not not great. It yeah. is the worst. Didn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. I uh, I like you know the girls would follow me home. They would knock on my door and come like come to my door to like bully me and oh, to geez. it got so bad I couldn't even go out for recess um so then I was the teacher's helper which definitely didn't help the situation no <laughs> it, it <laughs> makes it, it worse, worse right yeah, yeah. Mm. oh my goodness yeah it was it was bad and, and a couple of um those mean girls actually did come and apologize to me later on in life which is nice at what but, age? <laughs> yeah that well actually even a couple years later mm-hmm. that um but, you know, at that point, the damage is done. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. I always wonder why. Because um, I, I don't quite understand. And sometimes, like, now I, I think back, um, there is usually, like, one leader, like, one initiator for that. Mm-hmm. And then the others kind of just follow. Yeah. Even though, like, the followers, now I'm thinking, they're not bad people. The leader is. Though I still is, I know she is. Um, but it's just you know that one cool girl started doing this thing, and the rest will just follow, and they will just somehow follow the command. And she was the commander, and they listen to everything she says for some reason. Yeah, yeah. But there's always more to the story. Like mm-hmm. the leaders, the people who are. Who participate in bullying the most? Like they, mm-hmm. it's when you actually like dig into their story, mm-hmm. then there's always there's always a reason. There's always some hurt or something, something along those lines. Like and I and I like my career in HR. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of my uh, work is doing investigations and, and resolving conflict and things like that. And yeah. and so I see this over and over again that there, you know there's there's always layers to the story. And yeah. once you start to uh, understand that and um so i and i've thought about that many times over the years like you know why would people treat me like that like mm-hmm. and and so then just to try to understand what's happening with that person to make them like to get in that headspace to treat someone else so poorly yeah um yeah and i mean it didn't help that i was like socially awkward and to me having fun was like making lists of my favorite words in the dictionary <laughs> and that sounds playing fun. piano and like yeah. that I was just very like oh so yeah. you played piano yes damn it <laughs> yeah should I have been in your home right now oh but yeah, yeah yeah no I I played a, a lot of piano that was kind of actually my my whole childhood was you know piano before school piano yeah. after school Aww. piano recitals piano in church, pia- just piano all the time. Do you still play? <laughs> um, I I can play, but yeah. not um, definitely not like I could as a as a kid when I was practicing. For sure, yeah, yeah. Let's do a little 
we'll make it up for the listeners, and one day I'll visit you in Cochrane, and and we'll, we'll do some recording of your play. Oh, nice! Yeah, you're welcome anytime.、Mm. Oh wow, that truly is something that really surprised me. Yeah, I cannot see Suzanne being bullied. Yeah, try bully her right now. <laughs> yeah, don't try. How do you like me now? Yeah. yeah.、Totally. <laughs> um, so, what are some of your top core values? So, yeah, like I mean, I have listened to your other podcasts and、mm-hmm. to what、uh, you know my colleagues have said, and it's and it's so funny because like of course we're. So many of us have this have similar core values, and so really, I don't think mine are <clears throat> that different from what others have said.、Um, like I'd say, like the number one thing for me is integrity, and that it boils down to like honesty and and doing what you say you're、mm-hmm. going to do.、Mm-hmm. And like if that's like one core value that I have have done everything possible to try to instill in my kids,、mm-hmm. it's like. If you commit to something, yeah, do it. Yeah, <laughs> and、um, yeah, just do the things that you say you're gonna do, and 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 be honest in all of that, and、um, yeah, like just be honest in like how you feel about things, because you know if you're if you are unable to talk about how you feel about certain things, like there's all kinds of just like different outcomes that that come to play, and it's like you, you should have just. Been honest from the start, like what you needed or what you wanted, or like you know that type of thing. So、mm-hmm. that's number one. Number two, I'd say, is to do with like curiosity and adventure、mm-hmm. and that type of thing. Just like, ooh, what a surprise! Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're probably shocked. Probably shocked. But maybe something that's more shocking on that is that, like, I think curiosity, for example, is it's something that requires work and practice. Like you、mm. uh, to It takes effort to approach every situation with curiosity,、mm-hmm. or like every every person, every interaction, every relationship, and to to say like, you know what, I need to be humble right now and recognize that I don't know everything,、mm-hmm. and like there's definitely something that I can learn from this experience or this relationship, and、um, yeah, so I. And then adventure. I mean, do I really even need to expand on it? Like,、yeah. <laughs> like no, we've covered enough、yeah. on that topic.、Um, so, what was the most memorable thing and、uh, or moment or project, of course, for you?、Um, well, there was this there was this one time during our midterm in finance、mm-hmm. where. I know that I got a question right on、mm-hmm. the exam、yeah. that Wes got wrong. So, <laughs> <laughs> that was a special moment, and I only say that because I have so much respect for Wes. Of course, of course. I'm <laughs>、oh, uh, just、God. kidding. Yeah, no.、Um, there were so many special moments,、mm-hmm. and they they all had to do with the amazing people who are in our cohort.、Um, You know, there we had obviously so much group work and so much, so many group projects, and、yeah. and so there's just you know so many moments of like working with these amazing people and、um, getting the getting these projects out the door and just checking things off the list, and then、yeah. um, and like the the wilderness retreat was definitely special and、mm-hmm. and memorable,、yeah. um, and、uh, yeah, no, there's. 
Like, honestly, there's just so many. Like, even our For study sure. group. Like, I, I loved our study group. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So many great memories. Um, Dan, what's, uh, what's the biggest harvest for you? Harvest, yeah. So, like, well, I think, like, Madison talked about this a little bit. He talked about, like, kind of suffering together and the idea of, like, <laughs> yeah. us just, like, you know, going through all of this uh, mm-hmm. pain <laughs> together of, yeah. like, the workload. Yeah. That's really what it was all about. It's just, like, the workload. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I think I think the, the biggest harvest for me is um, just having the chance to work with such a diverse group of people and have such high uh, output expectations, like, every week, like, in you know, in the finance. Like, it was, mm-hmm. like, and there's a case study every single week. Yeah. And so to... Um, have so much practice over the last two and a half years of like putting some you know co- coherent uh, case study or presentation or whatever together um, and and so many of them over and over and over again with such different groups and uh, and just yeah I, I just thought that was like an amazing takeaway because you know we're not necessarily going to remember every single piece of content that we learned yeah um but we definitely had a lot of exposure to you know different subjects and activities and things but um but just to have that practice of just like gathering your resources turning it into something and then putting it out there so exactly that that experience is is so valuable yeah yeah um are you a fan of karaoke yes (laughs) oh right in the fur (laughs) tree I, especially as a kid, I, like, teenager, oh my gosh, I just sang karaoke in the basement, like, all the time, and, uh, yeah, I'm sure the neighbors could hear loud and clear, <laughs> like, yeah, um, but it's, it's been a while since I've done yeah, some karaoke, but I... Awesome. What's your go-to karaoke song? Oh, geez, there's so many, and but it would, like, you know, 80s, 90s songs, like, yeah. um... There'd be some like rock set in there. There'd be some uh, heaven on earth or what's that? Uh, uh, running just as fast as we can. <laughs> oh my gosh, what song is that? Oh, anyway, yeah, I yeah there's. Be able to tell you. <laughs> yeah, so, there, so that, no, there's there's a bunch, but they're all you know '80s '90s type of music. That, That's uh, great. Really good go-to's. Good to know. We'll. Um... We know who 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 is going to shine uh, when we have the uh, karaoke night. <laughs> I don't know about shine, but have fun. Yes, <laughs> yes I will be there. I'm shine. Yeah, I'm sure you will. Um, okay, one last question. Um, if uh, you could have dinner with any five people, live or dead. Um, who would it be and why? Dinner with any five people. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, like for sure my dad. Yeah. I lost him in 2009 and like I would just love so much to have dinner with him and my two boys. Just like, mm-hmm. so, I mean, there's three. So the three of us together, okay. that, yeah. yeah, that would just be amazing. Um, oh, this is such a good question. So a couple other people. Um... Yeah, maybe like someone historical like Beethoven. Be. Like oh, I would love wow, to that like that would be an interesting dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And just uh yeah, learn learn all about you know, is, Beethoven is he, is or is he your favorite musician? Um 
No, I mean, like, I there's just so many. I just love music so mm-hmm. much. Like, uh, Brahms would be another really good one. Like, mm-hmm. there's so so maybe something along those lines, and then um, yeah, and then another person. Hmm. That's such a good question. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who else I would want to have dinner with. But I, like, I think more, like, the problem for me is that I would love to have dinner with so many different people yeah. so I could hear all their stories about um, their, like, you know, their trials and their successes and, like, how they... So, you know... Of course. Well, that's a, that's a very interesting dinner already. Mm-hmm. I'd like to hear Chase and Beethoven talk to each other you know? oh that would be very <laughs> back and forth yeah 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 totally. just imagine that that'll be really really yeah. funny um yeah um thank you so much for for having me today no problem thanks um, for coming yeah and i really would like to reiterate how much i admire you you're an amazing person suzanne and you're a great mother i can see that also a very very courageous and brave adventurer um and I hope you can continue your wonderful journey and uh, have more fun. Oh, thank you so much, Kuin. Yeah, thanks for taking the time. And with that, we'll wrap this one up. I'm your host, Kuin. Uh, today's guest was Suzanne Pellier. Pelche. Pelche. Oh God, I've totally botched that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's to- yeah it's just like it's spelled Pelche. Pelche. I feel I've never really like actually asked the pronunciation of that or heard don't that. Don't worry. Yeah. Don't worry. Anyways, yeah. Thanks, Kuin. Great chat. Thank you, Suzanne.